Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrich. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrich here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. And thank you to the great Dennis Committee. And it is, in fact, 32 years since Barra was dropped from the preliminary final. <laughs> you are listening to Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian and the Sunday Times. With me is Adrian Barrich of Channel 7, West Coast Eagles and Perth Football Club fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly as always. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, a fair bit to pull apart, oh. but let's start from the top with the Knight of Knights, the Brownlow Medal. Did Lockie Neal deserve to win it? Well, I don't reckon he thought he'd win it. He certainly wasn't prepared. He didn't have a speech ready to go. He was sitting up there in Brisbane drinking water and he goes, wow, I'm going to win this. This is unbelievable. The Bont's going to get knocked over in the last game, which is what happened. Lockie got some votes in round six, which he clearly shouldn't have got. I don't know how they get it wrong in that respect. I looked at some of the stats out of that match, and obviously Charlie Cameron kicked six, uh, seven. Mm. So his, his own teammate should have. And then I think uh, Cornelio had a heap of the ball as well, and Josh Kelly and... What are you thinking about that? It's just, uh, I mean, it is it is the Brownlow and it is the tradition and, you know, they get it around the mark. But, gee, an obvious one like that, and particularly with Bont missing out again and Nick, or Nick Dacos and or Nick Dacos, it makes it hard. He's becoming the Scotty West of the Brownlow, isn't he? <laughs> he is a bit. Look, let's start by saying Lockie Neal's a fantastic footballer and, you know, one, one of the greats of the modern era for sure mm. and certainly for Brisbane. So well done, Lockie Neal. But, yeah, look, I agree. I don't know what Marcus Bonapelli has to do to win a Brownlow. I mean, he carries the team on his back half the time. You know, so. But, look, what happened, we expected, we anticipated Nick Dacos to go out to a, a lead and then just to sit back frustratingly and just watch him reel him in. Obviously, he missed the last three games and didn't poll against Hawthorne when he injured his knee. Uh, I thought it would be um, Bont uh, from Petraka from Butters. We got it. We got the five right. I thought the Ruffy would be Errol Goulden. Geez, I nearly pulled that one off, didn't I? Wow, that was incredible. He didn't. He storm home, and then in the glass game where he had forty-one possessions, didn't get any votes. He got one vote. Oh, one vote. He yeah, got, oh, they didn't win, of course. So maybe he could have got two. But looking at that game that's everyone's talking about, the round six, Charlie Cameron kicked seven goals. Josh Kelly had forty-one disposals, and Stephen Keneally had thirty-eight. But Neil got the three votes with 20 touches and six clearances. <laughs> so, so, but so my thing now is uh, we can laugh about it because it's not us, but do they need more stats now? Do the umpires for the All-Australian team, which Lockie didn't make, by the way. No. He didn't make the All-Australian no, team. There's about Brown. six who haven't who've won Brownlow. He's <laughs> one of them now. stupid. Yeah. So do the umpies after the game, do you just send in the stats there? Or let them use their phones. Let them jump on their phones and check yeah. out the stats themselves. You don't have to even get involved, you know, because they're, they're barred from looking at their phone until I'm after not sure, they... Yeah, I'm not sure about the phones, but go in, certainly go in. Why with wouldn't the you let them use their phone? Well, it's just, no, just go in with the champion. Go in with hard copy. Go in with champion data, hard copy stats so that they can actually have a well, look at Which ones it. would you give them? Oh, you'd give them basic and advanced. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> because they're... 
then becomes Basic like a thing. Basic and advanced. If you start, well, what's the important stat then? For me, it's stuff like well, possessions are important, but for me, it's it's stuff like uh, clearances, inside fifties, meters gained. Oh, can you imagine the ums sitting around trying to debate that stuff? That's all right. <laughs> I think any every tool necessary to get the votes right. Every tool, all right. Yeah, yeah income. Can you imagine sitting around the umpies going? They wouldn't have a clue about so, inside. You know, all that sort of so stuff. So here's a controversial Clearances. one. I threw this up a couple of years ago. Um, actually, this year, the key position players did poll pretty well. So you had Taylor Walker and Charney, Charlie Curnow among the votes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I threw this up a couple of years ago. I'm going to throw it up again. I'm not saying it's the solution, but it's worth talking about. What if the umpires give their three two ones, but they have to give one portion of it? So either a what, three or a two or a one to a midfielder, they have to give one portion of it to a defender and they have to give one portion to to a forward. <laughs> so in whatever order, say a midfielder still gets the three perhaps, but and, and a ruckman counts as a midfielder. So what do you think? Yeah, it's it's an interesting – well, you want to spread it around, don't you? When was the last time that a key position player or a ruckman won the, the well, medal? We're we going back to Scotty Wind, I reckon, in 92. Yeah, I you're right. I mean, Dean Cox – Adam Goods was – Sort of, but then he played midfield as well as key position mm. when he won it. So I think you have to go back a long way. Ben, you know but, what I reckon we they should do? And this uh, tongue-in-cheek a little bit. You know how they have those body cams? They've got those cameras anyway, mm-hmm. and they've got the ear- earpieces that mm-hmm. they talk to each other. A bit like police body cams. In the change rooms, they need to record their discussions about the Brownlow medal. <laughs> And so we can look back and go, not bad. Like go back to round six, get back to round. Six. Or, or Jason Horn that's Francis. That's not a stupid idea. <laughs> that is a great idea. What, what's wrong with that idea? Least to be transparency. One of your better ideas. Like Barrett. what would happen when Jason Horn Francis had seven possessions and got three votes? Well, clearly he, they got him confused with the other blonde bloke, or gave him both. They, they thought there were two of them out there. Well, <laughs> he, one bloke. He goes into the uh, Robert Klomp uh, book of history. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. The Carlton defender had. I think it was like seven possessions in a night game. Um, like it was the separate competition to the uh, – for this is in the 80s, maybe the late 70s. Anyway, gets a – wins a TV after the game and there, there's the vision of him in the rooms getting this TV with this really puzzled look on his face like, me? You sure it's me? I'm getting the TV? Oh, okay, fine. Anyway. <laughs> like Jeremy Cameron when he oh, had yeah. that unbelievable game and he got one vote. Did yeah. you see him and going, what the – I've just played the game of my life yeah. and I've got – I didn't get three votes. What do you reckon about the vision of the players like sculling a beer every time they get a vote? Yeah, they try to disguise it. Well, certainly when I used to go, if you got a vote, that would be – Houston's like got an game. interesting uh, – he had the whole mouth around the, the glass. Yeah, there was a few – the Sydney blokes were getting a bit loose. And then Goulden – what about Goulden? He should have got votes at the end there and they gave it to um, Amadi. Did yeah, you see the boys' yeah. faces? <laughs> They're going – a Marty, yeah. <laughs> he's a teammate. Yeah, it's pretty they're, telling, isn't they're it? Ba- they're bagging him. Uh, I remember when Stabber. Remember, you remember that story when Stabber had forty-eight possessions and kicked two goals and didn't get a vote. Oh, Four, vaguely, the, yeah. The, the Eagles' all-time most possessions in a game: yep. forty-eight and two goals. Didn't get a vote. And he's and it's right. His opponent got a vote, didn't he? Greg Burns got a vote. The St Kilda player. That's right. Stabber still hasn't recovered from well that. Done. Greg Z- Williams should have won a Brownlow. Remember, he didn't get votes in the last round when, well, when he uh, had a, an outstanding game. Could have won another Brownlow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, last year, Patrick Cripps controversially won the Brownlow, didn't mm-hmm. he? Great player, shouldn't have won the Brownlow. 
that because was, that was, he should have been suspended. It was reversed on a technicality, yeah. not that he wasn't guilty. And guess yeah. who would have won it if he didn't? Yes, I know. So Lockie, Lockie Neal might have had three. He would have had three. Yeah. <laughs> three Brownlows. So my thoughts triple on it. Brown, he would have to change his name by deed poll. To triple, triple Brownlow Miller. Like, like Bobby, Bobby Skilton. Give me time you see Bobby Skilton. Some very nice tributes last night to Cowboy Neal and um, the great mm. Ronald Dale Barassi as well. But just getting back to the uh, Brownlow, uh, my thoughts, which I have echoed uh, on this podcast, I think we've got to the stage now, like what was a free kick 10 years ago is now a week suspension. I think we've got to the stage now where you are no longer ineligible if you have been suspended. Because plenty of fair players. Right. I'll I'll use the example of Callum Sarong, who was Fremantle's leading vote um, getter with 24. He wins the Brownlow. There's no one's going to say he's not a fair footballer. Yet he was rubbed out for a week, so he's ineligible. So where do you draw the line? I don't. You don't. What happens is you don't. Well, if you if you if you have transgressed the laws that badly that you're missing four or five weeks, or if you if you have a couple of suspensions like over two or three weeks each, mate, you're not winning the Brownlow anyway. You've missed too many games. Dacos missed basically three, three and a bit because he really didn't against Hawthorne. Fifey, Fifey missed four and still won. Yeah, but so I, did reckon, I would have no. I would that would be fine with so me. So you'd change the name from best and fairest to it's, just best. Well, yeah, but I mean, is that is that sort of what we want to encourage? It's fine, mate. Be, be, you know, the thing is, if you retrospect- what, think about the children. <laughs> if you retrospectively then would have to hand them out to Corey McKernan and Chris Grant. Um, by the way, if you look back at the Chris Grant one, I think he smashed uh, Hawthorne's Nick Holland. He would have got three or four. He got mm. one. But if you looked at it, you'd, you'd retrospectively, it wouldn't matter. I think McKernan drew with Voss and Buckley. Yeah. And so there would just be another Brownlow mm-hmm. there. We, in the case of, uh, I think McKernan or Grant, whichever one it was, they were one ahead of Robert Harvey. Harvey won a couple, so mm. know, he wouldn't mind that. Would you extend it to the Sandover then? So oh, just right, talking about the AFL. Give give uh, Derek Kickett his his finally get his sand over. Give him give him it anyway. He won. He, you know how much he won it by? It was like it's like twelve votes or ten votes or something. Oof. Because he'd whacked uh, Tim Jepp. Tim Jepp upset him. Mm-hmm. Really upset him. Mm-hmm. And. He missed out on winning the Sandover for that reason. So I, I, I never liked that whole decision. But I don't know about changing it mm-hmm. just to a best player because I like the fairest bit. Okay. I, like, I like that, you know, these, these are the guys you could admire because you could get a thug winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you've – yeah, you could. But, I mean, some say there have been some – Like Lockett when he won. There's been some, <laughs> let's call them, vigorous players winning in the past like the great Robert Dibby and Domenico, like Tony Liberatore. Yeah, I tell you what, you're right about Sarong though. A great effort. What do you? What do you? So end 24 up on? votes. Andrew Brayshaw 10. He Lockie might... Schultz 6. Luke Ryan 6. Luke Jackson 6. Hayden Young 5. Liam Henry 3. Alex Pierce 3. Dar- Sean Darcy 2. And Jago Mira 1. And Sam Switkowski 1. For the Eagles, it was Tim Kelly with 11. Uh, Dom Sheed 6. Jamie Cripps and Jermaine Jones 3 each. Jake Waterman and Luke Shuey 2 each. And Bailey Williams 1. Surprised that Oscar didn't even get a look in there. I mm. know they only won two games, but I thought he kicked enough goals and sort of carried that forward line a bit. So I would like to have seen him among the votes. I'm sure he's not that worried about it, though. I love Dom Sheed, but even he was beside himself thinking, how do I get three votes in that game? <laughs> See that one? Yeah. Like, there's no way Domi should. So they need to do a little bit of a review maybe. But but, but is that just the mystique and the the brilliance of the Brownlow? That you, yeah. It is unpredictable is and the umpies are human. And I, I still think just make it a bit less embarrassing for them by handing out some more stats. I don't know how deep you have to go into it. I and, certainly think the top five, if you look at Bont, uh, Neil, Bonampelli, Dacos, 
uh, Gordon Butters. Probably uh, Petraka a bit stiff there, but um, they, they got that right, didn't they? Really? Yeah. We, well, the the, the, bloke, the right blokes were up there. Just they the got order. That. It's just the order. Caleb Sarong, he's clearly going to win one in the future, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think if you look at it, so is Noah Anderson. Yeah, wow, wasn't he good? I'm a bit dirty on that. You know that his father, Dean, who you would have played mm, against. Dean Anderson, very yeah. good player. Is that his dad, is it, from yeah. the Bombers? No, no, no. You're, that's Greg Anderson you're thinking oh, of. Oh, yeah. Dean Anderson played 99 games with Hawthorne, then Alan Joyce cleared him to uh, um, St yeah. Kilda. No, I remember him. Yep. Uh, so he, I think he qualified for um, the Gold Coast through their academy. But you know what the qualification would have been for Hawthorne, father-son? 100 games. Mm. Missed out by one. Wow. Bit dark he, on Alan he's, Joyce. He's, good he's a good player, and he will. If, he, if you know, we expect the Gold Coast to rise, don't we? So he's going to get more next year, provided he stands well, up. Damien Hardwick. Really. He's already run. He already won the VF. He's only been there two seconds. They've already won the VFL title. Yeah. See, they Gee, won I the felt VFL. Sorry for Michael Barlow, uh, the Werribee coach, because mm. they were overrun late in the game. Which was uh, look well done to Gold Coast, but I just really felt for Mickey Barlow, and obviously got the makings of a pretty good coach. Yeah. Should Should Freo be onto him, or even West Coast? Possibly. Bring him over. Yeah, well, he's, he's, do, not... he's doing the yards at the moment. He's doing them well. So I think down the track, yes. They won 13 straight. Mm. Hey, just before you move on to the North Melbourne stuff. Oh, don't start me on North Melbourne. You know no, I'm fired up. What about uh, – we're sort of relatively fired up. We're, we're sort of – we're a bit tired, big weekend fired up, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I can't really raise ourselves to get as fired up as we do on a Thursday. It's no. Like Tuesday fired up. I'm fired up. But what about – you know when I had a go at you about auguring well, yes. augurs well. Yeah. Now, I got a few, bit of feedback about that, yeah. carrying on about that, but I didn't use the punchline because footballers always say all goes well. Yes. So you, you understand that it's augurs well. Yeah. A-U-G-U-R, yeah. augurs well. But footballers think it's all, all goes well. So yep. they go, and it, it all goes well for the season. And yeah. it's they, they often make I hope it, all goes well. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, or, 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 or it all goes well. Yeah. So it, anyway, I expect explanation of that. Okay. Hey, listen, Lockie Neal, now, now I, I don't like this, but it, every, him winning this Brownlow gives a lot of the Eagles fans a chance to put the boots into the Fremantle people again. I, I don't think that's right. What do you think? Oh, you, they'll, they'll use any. They'll take anything they can at the moment. I think Eagles fans, but nah, it's not right. I mean, he went. He wanted to go and got the better offer and wanted to come back. Did he? Yeah, he wanted to come back. Yes, he did. It was for family reasons, but he's, what family reasons? I think the family, the, the missus wanted to come back. I, think. <laughs> I don't think the missus wanted to come back. I think she wanted to leave. Yeah, that was well, part of the reason that they left. That, but he, wanted, he did want to return. He didn't want to be in the. I think end of twenty twenty one, he wanted to come back. Didn't want to be in the fishbowl. Mm. I don't think he had a great relationship with Ross Lyon. He's very close to Nat Fife. Mm-hmm. I don't think he liked the fishbowl mentality here. He couldn't get around anonymously. But now he's won two Brownlows and probably going to be a premiership player. Mm. So Probably going to be a premiership player. I'm, th- I'm thinking I'm tipping the lines. Well, I'm tipping them right now. Are you? Yeah. Well, so you're going the lines as well? Probably you've gone a bit early because Thursday's, you know. It's the hoodoo, isn't it, that we're worried Let's about? Let's just say we'll give our tips on Thursday, but right now we're leaning that way. Yeah. I can be swayed. So with Lockie Neal, yeah. hats off to Fremantle for recruiting him, yes. first of all. Yes. From well, – what's the name of the place he's he comes from? He's a late maturer too. He's, he's the, from South Australia. Yeah, what's it called? Kobe Go Lightly or something. How do you pronounce that place? Oh. I think Goida didn't quite nail it. Okay. Something like Kobe Go Lightly or something. It's, it's something like that. I'll get it for you later on. But David Walls picked him. Good effort. Then he did leave. Maybe he tried to come back. Who knows? He tried to come back. Who knows the circumstances around why he was leaving? Um, I don't think Ross Lyon 
contributed, uh, well, maybe did contribute to the whole thing. He, he was a sub for the grand final they played in 10 years ago. Yep. And this time, maybe he's going to be a premiership player. Probably, he could probably even win the Simpson medal as well. The Norm Smith. The Norm Smith medal if as well. he won the Simpson, that'd be a good effort. Yeah. Or maybe he'll come back and win the Simpson. <laughs> Who won the Simpson this year? Uh, Mate, the Simpson this Milan year was... Uh, yeah, Milan Murdoch. Mate, that Milan Who, Murdoch. How was, good is he? Was he, did he? was he lucky to get in? Was he, uh, did he get reprimand in the second semi, I think? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did get a slap on the wrist. But that I reckon the AFL should look at Milan Murdoch. Okay. I know he's, he's diminutive, but... He's a bloody goer, and he'd be worth a he'd be worth a shot. We'll get I on to the he would have won the Sandover if he hadn't got injured. We'll get probably. onto the yeah. We'll get onto the waffle in a minute. Now let's just talk about North Melbourne. It's an utter disgrace. I'll say that from the outset. Three extra end, Not of, with much end of first round picks. One this year, two next year, plus two extra rookie spots. What it means is um, they and they'll let's just say that they will get some compensation for. Um, Ben Mackay departing to Essendon, and if he fits within that 800,000 ban, which we think he will, it's probably going to be pick three. So wow. can I just point out? Is that, is that So that's coming as well still. Yeah, that's coming as well. So, so they're going to get – Maximum what, they, would be pick three. Two, three, 14, 19, and then two end of first rounders next year. So that's Why going to be pretty tempting. Very tempting for the Eagles to give them pick one, and they get Harley Reid. The Eagles get – Two, three, and maybe an end of first round. Oh, geez, that's tempting. I'd, you'd take it, wouldn't you? You get Daniel Curtin and maybe Dersma, and off you go. Well, it was a bit weird at the Waffle Grand Final that uh, – did you see Clarkson there? Did I didn't see him, but I know he was there. No, I was just with the Battlers. Yeah, so Alistair Clarkson – I'm uh, a man of the people, Barry. Yeah. Were you in Very the, unlike uh, you. Were you in the Victory Lounge? No, I wasn't, mate. Very unlike you not to be – I must say I was in the Platinum Lounge, which is next to the Victory <laughs> Lounge. <laughs> And you're going to the. You have N- to buy your own stuff. You're going to the NRL Grand Final as well, I believe. Yeah. And look, it was a great. Mate, how good is that going to be? I'll get back to oh, Clark. Remember, Penrith remind and me the Broncos. But how? So Penrith four consecutive Grand Finals. Yeah. yeah. Four consecutive. Can you believe that? Changing of the guard. The Roosters haven't been there for a while. No Melbourne Storm. So it is a bit of a changing of the guard. There's no, it's not Penrith. Four no, consecutive no, Grand but, Finals. But I think what they're saying is. Um, Storm and the Roosters have pretty much dominated for some period of time. Apart from Penrith, apart from Penrith winning everything, but I think what they're <laughs> forecasting is those two teams. They're expecting to be very much at the vanguard the next three or four years. You know, playing off in mate. Penrith is about to become the greatest. Jeez, don't write off the Broncos, mate. Yeah, I know it's a yeah. massive game, but I'm saying if they get up, they are the greatest rugby league team. So I reckon George they won ten reckon in a row, eleven mate. in a row. Yeah. I reckon, but that in those days it was like two teams. Mm-hmm. Now there's lots of teams. I reckon. They could lay claim to being the greatest. I know Graham Langlands and all that were fantastic when they won 11 straight, but and that is a fair record, let's be honest. Oh. But four consecutive grand finals in this era. Yeah, it's pretty good. Very, very impressive. And the Broncos with all their young guns, they're like yeah. Collingwood, and they just love getting up and about. Son of Kevy Walters goes all right, doesn't he? Yeah, I know, and yeah. they've both got sons playing. What so, about Cleary? Oh, so Cleary's son's playing against Walter's son. Yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it? That Reese, what's his face? How good looking is he? Oh, you well, know, the Broncos. Oh, mate, what a star that kid is. Yeah, look, I'm looking very much looking forward to it. But we anyway, digress. get back to Clarkson. So I, I saw but, Clarkson, yeah. right, sitting on his own yeah. in the leather seats. Yeah. At the Victory Lounge. In the Victory. Yeah. Well, out of the Victory yeah. Lounge, you know, in the front bit there. It's, and, and taking notes mm-hmm. in the Colts game. Yep. A lot of notes. So clearly having a, a close look at Daniel Curtin. So if they don't... Could have been a bit of theatre too, just letting the Eagles know we really like this kid. So let's think about uh, yeah. if you want him. It was He's not a theatre sort of bloke though because he was sitting on his own, mate. 
He was on his Pat Malone. Mm-hmm. He was Scotty No Mates. Mm. It was really weird. Chubby Styles went out to yak to him at one stage. Did he? I don't know if he was brushing people or what. But oh, he, no, he's probably just focused on what he's doing. Yeah, he's there's there keeping notes. So yeah. Daniel Curtin, he would have been very impressed with. Okay. So I, I would think that they, I mean, they need defenders, right? Yeah, of course. So I would think they don't need Harley Reid. They've got, they've got great. So yeah, they have. They've got great midfielders. Mm. They've already got LDU. Yeah, but he is generational. You take him. But they've got LDU and the other bloke, George Wardlaw. Yeah, they've got plenty, mate. Mate, unbelievable. Can I just point out, with all these concessions they're getting, they've also got the rising star this year in Harry Sheasel, third in the Coleman in Nick Larkin. Are you getting back on this? They're going all right, mate. Getting back on your high horse. Nah, they're going all right. Come on, get fired up. How how upset are you? I just think it's ridiculous. I think we've got to get rid of them. And if you're going to give compensation, get rid of North Melbourne. No, get rid oh. of no, get rid of the um, conce- these these ridiculous um, concessions. Yeah, but if you're going to if you're going to get uh, players for free agency, so Ben Mackay leaves, mm-hmm. you get a compensation pick. Right, they have to be early for second round. Mm-hmm. Let's just forget about the first round. It's compromised as it is with father son and academy players. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna get clubs, you know, pushed back who should be getting picked. Two and three push back to you know six and seven. It's just not right. So I don't like it. I've said I've said my piece. So um, that's so they've got three first rounders as compensation. Mate, that is unbelievable. Arjuna really. Ranatunga, you don't get a runner for being a you know what. And you know who it just is. Just because you're crap. Sorry. Two. He's a, he, you know what? Twelve of eighty-four games they've won. But you know what? You've I'm had starting to get fired up too. Plenty you're right, of opportunities. You, know, you are bloody right because Clarkson, he's a genius. Because he's done this before. Mm-hmm. He did this at, Hawth- yes, at Hawthorne did. with you blokes when he got Hodge one, he got Buddy, and he Ruffhead. got Ruffy, and they were all priority picks. Uh, yeah, well, Ruffhead was. No, they were all priority picks, yeah. all of them, priority picks. So he's doing it again. He's reinventing the wheel well, at North Melbourne. I don't and, like it. And clearly it's, it is unfair, and the Eagles finished below them. How does that work? Yeah, In know. the last two years, the Eagles don't have been. Start me. How come the Eagles don't get nothing? Anything. They've been Poparama, haven't they, for two years? <laughs> yes. Haven't yes. they, really? And yes. we've been smashing them. You've been trying to sack everyone. Yeah. Why, why, why isn't – I'm being serious. They've been Poparama, mate. Why isn't West Coast? They've been Poparama. I love how you pronounce that. So so Clark goes there. The other guys he's looking at, Cohen Livingston plays for us. He's yeah. an Eagles NGA. He wasn't playing. Absolute star. Yeah. Z- there's a Claremont kid called Zane. Is he all right, Livingston? What did he do? Um, puncture the lung? Burst the lung, yeah. yeah. yeah but he's – all the it best, Cohen, of, if you're listening. It was sort of precautionary. He plays, we win. Zane Zakastelski. Well said. Mate, He he's had nine clubs come to his house and talk to him now. Wow. So he's coming from the clouds. Drew Banfield's son, Bailey Banfield. Silly chance, father and son, West Coast. Then at my club, Aidan O'Driscoll, Nathan's younger brother, yep. Emma's younger brother. Killed it. First two goals of the game. I, I saw Clark go, ooh. Who's that bloke? She's super quick. Yeah. Apparently ran 10, 10, 4 or 10, 6 for 100 metres. Got the, got the um, combine coming up. He'll smash the, the, the uh, sprint there. Noah Cashard, son of Adrian. Jake Watson. Elijah Scoble went out there. He, he'd torn his peck or something and went back out, back out there and played on Van Ruin and did fantastic. Some great kids there. A lot, a lot for Clarkson to have liked. So do you reckon they saw anything? he saw anything in the league game? So well done to no mate. He left. <laughs> did he? Did he? Well, he wasn't sitting out in that chair anyway. Well done to uh, to my boys, East Fremantle. Forty nine points, uh, mm. thirty nine points, I should say. A great win. Uh, it was a really 
I must say, sitting there watching it with the 11 AFL players, I just expected Peel to sort of run over the top of them. Mm. Played a really good game, East Fremantle. Uh, very disciplined game. Really good ball movement. Well done to Milan Murdoch for winning the Simpson medal. Um, they were just just a better team on the day, weren't they? And I thought um, Peel, uh, you know, Wagner, Brody, they got uh, Wilson, Collier. They got some pretty good service out of their uh, AFL players or former AFL players. But um, I thought O'Driscoll was just the body language. Just, I don't know, it seemed like he didn't want to be out there. Nathan, he yeah. got tagged the week before. Yeah. I don't know uh, how he was. The crowd, what did you think of the crowd? Oh, it was good. Yeah, what, you didn't like it? Only 27,000. I thought that's okay. It was competing with the um, uh, Royal Perth show, and it was also competing with the 40th anniversary of the America's Cup celebrations mm. down in Freo. It was a big concert. Free, free transport everywhere. So it was, uh, unfortunately, up against a long weekend. I thought the top tier closed. Big, I thought it was a pretty good atmosphere. Oh, it's a great atmosphere. Big, big concert in June, like my daughter went to yeah. as well, apparently. But but it's not enough, 27,000. Oh, the Waffle deserves more. And you know what? Does, you yeah. know what will get it there? If Perth rise up the ladder. If it was Perth playing East Perth or Perth playing West Perth or any of those traditional clubs. Frio hadn't won one for 25 years. I know, but Peel pulls no one in. That's I thought, true. I thought they'd bring a lot of Dockers people or whatever, yep. but it didn't happen. just yeah. didn't happen. It was all East from Annal, mostly. There's a really good um, blue and white contingent from where, where I sat. Um, top tier closed. I thought the atmosphere was pretty good still. And, you know, I know I... I come from that school where I really like the suburban experience and I'd like them to maybe play every three or four years at a Mm. suburban venue, but I get why they want to go to Optus. Facilities are fantastic. And with 27 G's, it works well. You can just go and get a a drink and some food. They did a great job, the footy commission. They just just deserved to have 30 plus, 35. Did the post game really well too. And we can do it for them. Perth can do it for them. If they help us get up the ladder, we'll, we'll bring back people to the footy. There's people just out there just dying to mm-hmm. emerge from the ashes, to roll out from their houses and get there from this, the, the triple that we won in the 60s and the two we won in the 70s, should have won three. They're just dying to get there. So if, Played finals just a couple of years ago. If I, was the, if I was the footy commission, I'd be throwing all our support behind the Perth Footy Club and just get, helping them climb the ladder. Okay. Let's, we are the answer. Okay, you've, you've finished with Perth? <laughs> Okay, let's get on to the couple of the AFL preliminary finals. And we, there's always one, isn't there, one preliminary final. And we got it on the Friday night. Collingwood, 8-10-58, defeated Greater Western Sydney, 8-9-57. You saw it in Toby Green after the siren. They were stiff, Barra. Mm. A couple of – it was not good umpiring. No, I don't like smashing umpires, but I thought it was pretty poor on Friday night. Not just some free kicks that weren't paid, but some of the 50 oh, – sorry, the advantage rules that didn't go – A couple of the high tackles too. Toby Green, <laughs> end of the third quarter, just outside 50. It's amazing he could speak after the game. His head was ripped off and didn't get – It was Ginevan material. Some, to- some Toby tacks. There was a slight duck, but it, I thought it was – Nah, it was a free kick every day of the week. And what happens there? You reckon the crowd just it, the, the crowd influences the umpires? Because a lot, of, a lot of, of serious people like yourself, a lot of serious commentators have come out and slammed the, the umps about of, it. Yeah, the noise of affirmation. Carolyn Wilson and well, you know, I just think uh, it was a great effort by GWS. Back to back six day breaks, travel a lot of travel this year. They won at eleven different venues. And then they had to compete with this pro Collingwood crowd, 60,000 they reckon, Collingwood people there, mm-hmm. and they still nearly got it done. Uh, well done to Tom Green, Toby Green, 
Um, Sam Taylor was fantastic down bat. Whitfield, uh, Jesse Hogan presented. I thought Jesse was really good. You know, kick the goal. That, but he didn't kick more than one. Nah, but he, I thought he was still presented pretty yeah, well. Yeah, no, but Keneally, he, need, was he needed to kick two or three. And I know Kerno didn't uh, fire in the other game as well, but... We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, but on to Collingwood. Well done. They've got the job done. They're through. Um, Dugowie, fantastic game from him. One of the best games I've seen him play. Um, certainly will take plenty of attention at the weekend in the grand final. Um, Pendlebury late. Uh, just directing traffic when they got that sort mm. of eight-minute period where they went uh, stoppages. The way and they held on was quite remarkable. Well, the last two, three minutes, he said that was scenario-based, the coach, yeah. um, Craig McRae. They practiced we, that, Yeah, for a couple of years. And Sidebottom was there like a – it was like a traffic cop at Flinders Street in a peak hour. He was just there the directing everything, yeah. getting everything moving the right way. And you know you, you know that at the end of the match, it was 12 free kicks each. Yeah. So putting the whistle away – I mean, Why so you, do you put the whistle away? What I don't get that. It, if they're Tiggy Touchwood, you don't pay them. That's fine. That's what does Tiggy Touchwood mean? It just means if they're 50-50, you can pay them or you can't. But if a free kick's there, you take the whistle out and you blow it. Mm. Luke Hodge said the umpiring was pathetic. Did yeah, you, well, you go along with him? I didn't. I, I thought it was pretty poor. Oh, pathetic's a big stretch, but very poor. Big injury, though, coming out of that game. Uh, Daniel McStay, very sad for him. It's kind of ironic because he obviously crossed from Brisbane at the end of last year, would have been facing them. That's massive for Collingwood. It really affects their forward line balance. And it's not just at the weekend where he was really important to them. He's actually been good for about eight, nine weeks yeah. now since finding his he way back in. He a couple. Stuff. It's just important to their structure. So I'm fascinated to see what they do this week. Do they bring in Ginevan to the starting 22? Now, for me, Ginevan has been a super sub. He's mm. been really important mm. in that sub role. Comes on late. Gives him energy, but also he's really clean. So mm. I just think that's a really important so, role for him to play. Or, so if you do that, does that do you find a way to bring Noble, who's been the sad hard luck story of this final series? Do you find a way to bring him in as the sub, or do you just go like for like sort and you go? For, so Johnson's injured; he won't, he can't play. Mm-hmm. That's Johnson, unfortunately. But Billy Frampton. Another WA boy. Does if he? They're going to go height for height. They're going to have to bring in Billy. So Billy, I hope they bring in Billy because he's from. Western Australia. Just, so what do you do? You bring, do you switch Howe into attack? Do you bring Billy in as a sort of backup rack defence? Uh, I mean, it's worth how. Yeah, it's a lot how? of a lot of thought goes into it. Well, Howe was the one who was the spare late too that helped them win the game. So a lot of things. It's going to be a really tough selection night for Collingwood. I think they've got a problem kicking goals. They Are, do, and that's why we're starting to lean towards the yep. Lions because they got a better attack. They yep. got Danaher and and the rest of the boys. Yeah, it feels like Nick Dacos, good game too. I mean, bit bits sort of rusty early, but then um, in the last quarter he was very good. Uh, I thought Mason Cox was really good. It was a fascinating direct duo that one with Briggs and Cox. Yeah. Cox, it was that talk about putting the whistle away. It was like the the wrestling, the arms entangled. It was like an old fashioned ruck battle that one. Who was rucking for Collingwood? Cox. And who else? Oh, you had Cameron in there as well. Yeah, Darcy right. Cameron. So maybe Cox has to spend more time forward yep. just to try to make That's up. That's the other option. He's See, probably, I'll tell you he's what, pretty he good well. in the ruck, though. He's, he's their best option. He's good in prelims, isn't he? Yeah. What's he like in grand finals? We'll find out. We will. On Saturday. Yeah, we'll Saturday play 2018. Mm. So we'll find out. Yeah, they lost that, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jesus, not by much. Hey, not by much. I don't think he fired in the GF, my friend. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, so... The other game, uh, the more impressive winner for mine was Brisbane, 11-13-79 to Carlton, 9-9-63. Burst out of the blocks, Carlton. 
five goals mm-hmm. to Brisbane's one in the first quarter. What changed in the second quarter? I'll tell you what changed. Uh, Brisbane kicked five goals to Carlton's one, so it was just a complete reverse mm-hmm. of fortunes. They got the ball in Kitty Coleman's hands. He was the game changer in that second quarter. Now, taking nothing away from Dunkley, uh, who did a really good job on Cripps, um, Lockie Neal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Zorko was another one. But he, Coleman for me, they were really tentative in the first quarter, Brisbane. And Collingwood's pressure was, oh, sorry, Carlton's pressure was great. What they did was they got the ball in Coleman's hands at half back and he just changed the angles on everything and was brave. He was kicking to almost the one on ones in the centre corridor. And you could see the midfielders just puffing the chest out and growing mm. in confidence. And the same with the forwards. So I thought he was awesome, and I think he's going to be one of the first names Craig McRae puts up on the whiteboard this week and says, how do we uh, – and it's not just him. Um, you're talking about um, Connor McKenna as well, yep. uh, who was pretty good off halfback. So that's a real issue for Collingwood. You know, as is Quainer and co. for and Maynard for um, Brisbane. But, you know, you're going to have to find – you can't let them find Coleman that often at the weekend because he's going to cut you up. For about 10 minutes there, we were thinking, geez, the Blues are going to get up here. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest grand final of all but time. they haven't kicked – they have the scores. A bit like Collingwood, they haven't been able to kick those scores, have they? But I they mean, had that – up to that stage, they do. They were leading. Yeah, I know. And so the last time they met these two in a final, in a grand final, it was 112,000. I thought, we're going to have another 112,000. It's going to be dangerous. Yep. But then – so so what happens now? So Payne comes back probably. If, if Payne comes back – So uh, Darcy Gardner came in, did a really did good really job. Well. So you had Gardner on um, Kerno mm-hmm. and you had Harris Andrews on Kerno mm-hmm. – uh, on Mackay, sorry. And um, oh, I just, it's – Harris Andrews in that first quarter, when they were under siege, was enormous. Very, very good player. If Payne's fit, he comes in. So I don't know if they can drop Gardner. Can well, they? you can because Payne is a very good has had a very good season. Yeah, I know. It's funny that Collingwood tough, forward tough line though is, and they've got no big forwards. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, if he's not a, if he's not fit, he won't play because they've mm. got able back up in. How Gardner. good was Kitty Coleman? Well, just spent five minutes. Talking I know, about I know, it. but just just the fact that he's from Catherine. You know, grew up in the in the dirt. Apparently, the sister played in a grand final the week before and starred. And he's related to Bill Dempsey, okay, Stephen Coops yep. as well, because they all came from Darwin oh, as can well. Play. Yeah, that's a lot. And he's never played. He's never been to an AFL grand final. So what is he? Twenty three. Well, hasn't even been 20, to he's one. He's never been to one. Wow. So his first his first AFL grand final experience will be playing in one. Yep. That's what happened to Ballantyne, Hayden Ballantyne. That was part of the reason I think that he. Uh, he was over all over the place a little bit, a little bit, you know. Because he'd never been to a grand final. He, he, well, yeah, and he's first time he gets there, he's actually in one. <laughs> Remember those shots of goals he yeah. missed, and he had he was slipping over so and pressure stuff. From, pressure from the Hawks, mate. Uh, well done to Sam Walsh. For me, the player of the final series, uh, been terrific. Sam, well, probably him and Degoe. Apart from not being in it now. Well, yeah, but he's not in it now. <laughs> but another great game for him. Mitch McGovern was very good. Yeah, uh, very good. Geez, that was a big stinger he caught late. That yeah. felt his pain. Uh, Newman was good um, and, you know, but just couldn't manufacture the goals. I thought Doherty was really good. Oh, very good. Felt sorry for him. Um, I thought Chera was a bit stiff last night in some of those uh, votes yep. in the Brownlow. He's, he's had a great season so as who's, well. Who, so we're, we're sort of leaning at the moment. I mean, it's it's going to be fascinating at the selection table. We, we, we'll do our, we'll pull the game apart on Thursday, but at the moment we're leaning Brisbane's way, yeah? I feel like I am. 
Did you see um... – Weather's good too. Forecast weather is good for Melbourne. Uh, I don't think it suits either Brisbane or Collingwood, Good for to be Melbourne honest. or good? Uh, no, 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 as in the weather. It's going to be sunny. Yeah, it's going to be sunny. Is it? So, I don't God. think it's going to really aid either team unless – the only way it would aid Brisbane is if it was, like, hot and steamy, like humid. Brisbane's record at the MCG, one from 15. Yeah, I know. That, well, that's the issue, isn't it? And Collingwood – Is it a hoodoo? 16 games there this year, won 13. Is it a hoodoo? Absolutely it is. You know what it is? It's not a monkey. It's one of those howler monkeys <laughs> you love that those you find things. in the Amazon rainforest. And, yeah. it, and its its shriek can be heard from five kilometres away, mate. Dane, it, it's a huge monkey. It's a humongous one. But Dane Zorko said, "We're not playing the MCG. We're playing Collingwood." So that once makes again, me that makes need, me think it's playing on his mind. But once again, mate, they need to get out Hoosiers on Friday night, the night before the game. That you know the movie I'm talking about with Hoosiers. Gene Hackman. Did you, you don't watch review it? it, mate? Did you I'll watch review. it? I, I've, I did have a bit of a look. I won't review it right now. But there was some. Because it was, it's actually a true story. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't college team in the US. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real underdog story. But but Brisbane, they're not really the underdog, I wouldn't say. But anyway, I reckon Collingwood will still start. I'm not sure what the odds are at the moment, uh, but we'll talk about that on Thursday. Mm. But I think Collingwood start favourites. You have to really. Um, what about the tickets? Mm. Craig Kelly, the CEO, coming out saying we should get more tickets than any of the other clubs because we've got more members. It is weird. I, I, just being devil's advocate, it is a bit weird. If you've got a hundred thousand members, and you sell, you know how you seventeen thousand, you know how you sell your the, uh, guaranteed of a seat. Yes, and, and some of them got standing room. Yeah, I didn't realise it was still no, standing. No, there room. were seventeen of the guaranteed Collingwood members who've guaranteed grand final seats didn't didn't tick the standing room. Said no, nah, not interested in that, and therefore have missed out. So mm. Kelly's trying to. I, I didn't realise there's still standing room. Yeah, there is. There's not as much as to, it's in the southern stand, so the, or, which is now the Shane Warne stand. Is that because you can squeeze Back more in? Back in the day, it? in the old Great Southern Stand, that was um, that was uh, oh, sorry, the old Southern Stand. That was a lot. It was very. You could get maybe ten thousand in mm. standing room. You must be able to squeeze more it's in. It's about room. a third of that now. You can't Do you remember the any. old days when you used to stand on the cans when you well, couldn't see? Absolutely, because yeah, they're like steel cans, well, and it's you not could the stand only thing. on the well, BBs. When you go into the MCG Grand Final day and you were the front because you got there early enough at standing room, you couldn't leave. So I know, the cans yeah. were used for something else. I know exactly. That's, it's like when you're in the pool and no one ever gets out of the, with a swim-up bar and that in Bali. And you go, when are these people going to go to the toilet? And they never do. And then you go, oh, I get it. Right. Met one of my best mates on my honeymoon in a, in a pool bar in Thailand. I was with my wife, the beautiful Lisa. In Thailand. Yeah, yeah for right. our honeymoon. Here and we were we walking Thailand past stories. the pool bar and I said, you know, I've never actually had a drink in a pool bar. She said, well, let's go. So we sat in there and this guy was wading across in his jocks with his wallet above his head. Mm. And I said to Lisa, I bet you this bloke's a pom. And he was. Or an Aussie. No, he was. <laughs> and what had happened, uh, he explained he's stuffed up the luggage so they had no clothes. So he was just waiting for they were getting their luggage later in that day. Anyway, we got talking. One of my great mates still to this day, 25 years The bloke in the later, undies. The bloke in the undies. <laughs> and his mate, Paul and Jamie. And yeah. he, he, he was a he was Spent a most of our honeymoon with those blokes. Is he a two and from? Yeah, yeah. Really? And you know what they did? They were trying to chat up some Swedish uh, backpackers on the beach and they told them they were EPL players. And, <laughs> and they didn't care? And, uh, and the, next, the next day I'm on the beach with the blokes and these two Swedish girls come up and they said, we found a soccer ball. 
<laughs> Can you give us a bit of a display of your attributes? And Paul, quick as a flash, looked there and he goes, no, I've got a very bad hamstring and they're not allowing me to kick any soccer balls during the summer. <laughs> Where, where was that in, in Bangkok or somewhere else? No, that's Thailand. That was in Koh Samui. Koh Samui. You know, I lived in Bangkok for two years. Did you? Yeah, as a kid. Really? Yeah. How yeah, was lived, that? It's pretty good. It was I lived, went to an international school. But in those days, we had a holiday home. So my old man was a diplomat. Mm-hmm. So we had a holiday home in Pattaya. Okay. In Pattaya. Yep. Have you been to Pattaya lately? No, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> been there for a stop. It's a den of iniquity. Yeah, okay. Oh, shocking. Shocking. Uh, I don't I like know Bangkok. what happened. It used to be a little fishing village when we used, we used to go fishing there. If anyone the goes, only thing you're fishing for there, I'll tell you what is, you know what, <laughs> I'll tell a you disease. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone goes to Bangkok, trust me, go to Pat Pong Road, go to a place called Radio City, and look at and see Ty Tom Elvis. Sorry, Ty Elvis and Ty Tom Jones. Something to be seen. There's I can a few tell of them. You. Oh, very yeah. very funny. Anyway, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel and uh, a long-time great sponsor of ours. Uh, This one from Craig. G'day, boys. Thanks for the banter and the old eagle stories. Just thought I'd keep you informed on the latest news you may not have heard in grand final week, Barra. Mm-hmm. Julian Assange and Edward Snowden have been announced has been announced as umpires for the big game. The AFL were looking for someone who might be a chance of actually blowing the whistle. Very good. Very good. Willie Rioli to return favour to Braden Maynard by bringing round a bottle of wine and flowers to Maynard as an apology for blocking him out of the contest that allowed Dom Shee to win the 2018 grand final. Mm, still a contentious point. It is. Calling with people. Alec Baldwin. Oh, no, I'm not going to read that one out. Uh, cheers, lads. Um, by the way, any thoughts on suspended, delayed sentences for any final suspensions, avoiding grand final heartaches and tribunal hearings that dominate the week? No, you're suspended, you're suspended. But I tell you what, again, harping on, if this was a grand final where you had a two-week build-up, there was, in fact, there was a buy before it, you'd, you're giving every chance to players. Now, it's not going to help Dan mm-hmm. McStay, but it'll certainly help Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will certainly help Taylor Adams, who's battling to overcome that hamstring injury. So you get the two teams in the biggest game of the year with the best opportunity to field their best teams for the big day. There's been there's something to say for, uh, you know, a grand final. It's probably equal to four other matches, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's that important. Yeah. So I, I get maybe you, if you got a suspension of two weeks that it, you just wiped your suspension, you didn't have to carry it over to next year, then maybe you could do something like that. Suspended your suspension. Because it's a... It is. Imagine it's a heartbreak. Imagine getting missing a grand final because mm. you get suspended. Yeah. Is anyone Nick Dacos can... a bit luck, unlucky to be playing? Nick Dacos? Mm. In, in what respect? Uh, was it, I mean, I know Pendlebury started that tackle at the weekend. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the I tackle. I love how they didn't look at it at all. They didn't They didn't even get mentioned on the uh, thing. Where that forced Brent, Brent Daniels from the field. Now, I get... And that was controversial. I Who spotted Adam, him and said he's got to come off? The, someone in the arc. Oh, jeez. But, no, I look... It took too long, and I understand Adam Kingsley's frustration there. It took too long, but I have no problem with the HIA assessment because that was a pretty fierce smash of the head on the ground. And I know Pendlebury started it, and Dacos, it wasn't a malicious. You could say, I don't think he should go for that. But I'll tell you what, he would have been a little bit nervous. Did he have concussion, though, in the end? I uh, don't think so, no. Wow. Well, no. But you've concussion. still got to have the HIA test because you'd hate him to be running took out. Took him out of the concussion. game for a bit. Took forever. Well, he couldn't get back on. Did Goey not get bound to get back on at that the end? That was funny. That was bizarre but too. Because it was, it was the stoppages the other side of the ground, so he couldn't get mm. there. They couldn't manufacture a, 
opportunity to get him off. So that was amazing. How good was Dugowie, eh? Yeah, very Honestly. Very, very He'd good. be the favourite now for the uh, Normie. Yeah, he would. Norm Smith, wouldn't yeah, he? Dunkley, yeah, Dunkley probably goes to him. Mm. And Maynard probably goes to Charlie Cameron. Charlie Cameron has kicked... Ten goals this year. That's a slab for me. That's my uh, phone game. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Um, uh, ten goals in two games, six and four, and they've beaten them twice this year. Now, one of them was at the Gabba and the other was at Marvel, but it's still two wins against Collingwood this year. So mm. don't write what did them you off. Th- what did you think of Maynard's uh, interview after the game? Uh, it was okay. He sort yeah. of, he sort of, yeah, he, he, I warmed to him a bit there. Mm-hmm. You, you, you do I, get I, it. Never, you, I was you, never off him. I just think I, I don't look at the. Person. He's not Bougainvillea. No, he's like he's better than Bougainvillea. I just look at the action at the time, and I think he should have been suspended. Nothing against him as a person. I just you know they're, they're two different things. I know I notice Angus Brayshaw. I wish him all the best. Now he got off. Good luck to the boat. Mm. Good luck to him. You see Angus Brayshaw brush the brown though. Mm. He didn't go, and that's after. Remember he was almost going to win a couple of years ago. Was it last yeah, year or the year before? They finished runner up. And then they had, to go and, year, they, had to find, they had to go and find him. Yeah. They had to go and find him in case he won. We had to do that one year mm-hmm. when Prittis was coming late and looked like he might get past. I think it was Fifey when yeah, Fifey won it. Yeah. So we sent Ryan Daniels out to Sorrento to sit outside Prittis' house and he went inside, knocked on the door. Hey, Matty, you watching the Brownlow? Yes, I am, mate. Uh, and I believe I'm leading at the moment. He goes, yes, well, if you happen to win, we're going to have to cross – live around Australia into your lounge room. Would that be okay? <laughs> and so, and, and guess but wasn't he at the Eagles function? No, he was at home. This was, this was the other year. We oh, didn't even year get an invite. He didn't win it. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, he didn't okay. win it. So Ryan Daniels sat out the front of his house in Sorrento. I don't know why he didn't go into the lounge room. Probably didn't want to impose, I suppose. Mm. Praying. I don't know if he was praying that it happened because then he'd become an, an, a national star, mm-hmm. Rhino, or because he was quite a, a bit of a rookie. I think he was probably thinking, geez, I hope this doesn't happen because I'm going to have to host the Brownlow from Sorrento <laughs> He would somewhere. have done a fine job. He would have been fine. <laughs> and bring out Pritter. It's Pritter not, what a phenomenon, Pritter, eh? It's not, yeah, it was. It's not the worst one. What about 1977, Graham Teasdale? Uh, the Brownlow count was held at the old Southern Cross in Melbourne, be, which is yeah. no longer there. Um, they bowled that over, have they? Yeah, they bowled it over. It had what's called concrete cancer. All bits of concrete what's were falling. What's called concrete no, cancer? No, it is because they, <laughs> the concrete deteriorates and the big clumps of it were falling out of the sky, which is yeah, not good for pedestrians. I think we know what concrete cancer is. Anyway. You think we come on the last boat, did you? Yeah, turned this into an architectural uh, podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's not at the count and he's leading. And so the umpire uh, – sorry, the umpire, the, uh, the VFL at the time found him and dragged him along, didn't have a suit. So they go Is to that the, why he's wearing that terrible yeah, suit? So they go to the cloak room at the Southern Cross. The only suit left was hanging forlorn <laughs> in the back because no one it was this horrible brown velour suit. So the next thing you know, Teaser, as he was I did known, not know he's that. up on stage getting his brown low. You know, <laughs> I think Mossy might have give, presented it to him because he won in 76 in the brown velour suit. I did not know that's yeah. why he had such yeah, a yeah. shocking suit on. If yeah, you yeah. Google it up, it, he gets up there and it's got the wide lapels. Yeah, and the, the, the shirts <laughs> in those days had the... Fluffy shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's one of the greats. <laughs> it was brown as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What sort of, where do you wear a brown tuxedo to? Well, it wasn't his. Yeah, it's, I know, but where, where, well, where would the bloke who left it? The reason, it was, it was the only was one left hanging. Was he going to SH1T fight, was <laughs> he? <laughs> well, it was the only one hanging there for a reason, Barra. It's the one no one wanted. <laughs> it was diabolical. <laughs> You know, when we first started, because you used to 
I mean, this is not to encourage anything, but you know, when you got a vote, you did have to scull a beer, mm-hmm. your whole beer, right? I think we're so, past that, aren't we? Yeah, they but they cracked down on it. And one year they blocked. You couldn't get extra. So, a la what happened to you at the Sandover when you started holding bottles of wine? That never happened. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They were going to cut you off. I never hid any behind <laughs> curtains with Rod Willett. <laughs> Plenty behind the curtains. <laughs> So they barred that, and and also Fev didn't help because Fev oh, that was got shocker. S- Brahms and Lith yeah. got so drunk that it, he went out and just did those horrible. Remember, he got he got juddy and started teasing pressure point. him. No, the pressure point about, about eye gouging and yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and one on the footy show. I was live on the footy show. Oh, oh mate, not good. Uh, hey guys, love what you do, and you're the first AFL podcast I listen to when it pops up. On, your, on my podcast list, but time for a grip. Oh, I feel a smash coming here. My biggest grip is the terminology. What's a grip? A gripe, you mean? Yeah. Uh, is the terminology be a player X or team Y deserving this or that? Have heard it all year about Brisbane, Collingwood, etc., being up near the top and deserving a premiership. Or Marcus Bontempelli deserving a Brownlow because he has played well for the last few years. Give me a break. No one deserves anything in the AFL. It's not a handout. There have been plenty of hard luck stories. We do not live in a society of meritocracy. The AFL is too corrupt for that. Can we maybe stop this type of commentary on the podcast? That's from Jermaine. Whoa, Jermaine, come off the long run there. Yeah, okay, what, mate. No, his, we're not the, going. What's the feedback? Well, we... he's just saying that you don't deserve anything in the AFL. Well, I disagree. I think you do. Marcus Bondapelli would have been a deserved Brownlow medalist last night. Now, he didn't win it, so good luck to Lockie Neal. Um, if you're talking about who deserves what, you don't get anything in the AFL. Well, just talk to North Melbourne at the moment. They've just been handed half, oh, a, no. half a list. Did you see Matt DeBoer's join the uh, foot, uh, AFL that. Commission? And yeah. Andrew Ireland. Yeah. So they're two very yeah, but good Matt act- DeBoer. Yeah. You know Matt DeBoer, right? Yeah, 230-odd so, games for yep. G- and GWS. West Australian boy. Dad good. played for Perth. Ron DeBoer. Yep. Like, like a great West Australian fella. Good Best mates with um, Tendai Mazungu and all yep. those guys down there. Pav. All the rest Smart of Smart fella. He's actually good on business the commission. Background. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think he and Andrew Ireland, Andrew Ireland, very uh, – uh, Yeah, but old white guys, forget about him. We're no, talking no, no, about no, Matt no. DeBoer, young bloke, going in there, law, law degree, played at the Giants, understands what Sydney have to come up understands against. Understands the modern game. Understand yeah, it's, it's what good. Fremantle has to come up choice. against. Good choice. Like Fremantle needs help as well. I reckon that's a, a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I agree with you totally. I think they're two, but I also wouldn't underrate or underestimate Andrew Island. Collingwood, Andrew, Sydney. How old would he nah, be? he's been in his late sixties, but Andrew's, you know, he's he's got also. You know, got, the days of the old white man is over. It's not. Yeah, that's a bit derogatory towards. It's not, it, it's not derogatory, mate. You got to get. Women, plenty of good women, old white men out indigenous, there, indigenous young to, people. You can still have a portion of them on the board to represent. The no, mate, because they they just stay with the old. That, what that bloke was saying, Matt, the old – I mean, he is – he will be running the show for Sydney, so he'll be just batting for Sydney. Okay. High quarters and Barra, could you please explain why the best stadium in the Southern Hemisphere, Optus, is exactly. empty on grand final day? Exactly. It will be like that until at least 2059 when the outrageously exactly. inadequate AFL grand final contract nominally expires. Augers, well, if the AFL can renegotiate <laughs> and amend the present grand final contract – that way, other states with modern stadiums can host grand finals and make the code truly national. Kind regards, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. You know what I'd like to see? Surely they can renegotiate it so that once every four or five years, yeah, it's moved it. around Australia. I think that's probably the solution. So the MCG still gets the 
the bulk of the grand finals, but every four or five years, everyone gets a lick of the ice cream. I think that's the fair The only thing it. about it is, I mean, it is a fantastic stadium and it is a wonderful environment. It's a wonderful spectacle, isn't it? Only 60. At the G. No, at the G. Oh, yeah, at the G. Oh, it's a fantastic stadium. And that I get all that stuff and I love the tradition. But it is a massive advantage for the Victorians. Yes, it is. So that's where you've got to get your head around. Mm -hmm. It's a massive, 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 massive advantage for the Victorians, in particular Collingwood. Okay? So that's where it's unfair. And that's where Andrews, he should get a prize for that because why couldn't you move it around the joint? The NFL's worked it out, haven't they? They Mm -hmm. haven't started moving it. Or or play it at a non- a, a, you know, a, a team is not in the grand final, but still played in Perth. Here's a question for you: If, say, Carlton were playing, even if even if they're not, well, they're not. But Collingwood's involved, right? If that was a two hundred thousand stadium, do you reckon they two hundred seat? No, Collingwood. If that was double the size, yeah, two hundred seat it? stadium, two hundred thousand. So yeah, so yeah. You'd fill it. Oh yeah, Collingwood would. Yeah, you'd yeah. fill it, wouldn't you? Hundred thousand members. Well, they've only got how many? Got seventeen thousand. Yeah. Seventeen thousand of them. For the competing 000. teams, and every team has How an allocation. How stupid well, Who yeah. gets the rest? How many of the corporates get? Forty uh, odd, I think. Forty thousand. Forty odd, yeah. But it's not just the corporates; it's the grand. It's where you make the bucks. It's the AFL package ticket holders. So, you cast your mind back this year and think about all the community clubs, all the um, waffle clubs. They they all give away grand final. Packages. Yeah, that's, mm. you know, as prizes. So they raise it, brings a lot of money into those clubs, which is a great thing. But if, they're seats at the grand final. So this is accumulation of it, and this is what happens. So 17,000 each. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He's, Craig Kelly's got a little bit of a point mm-hmm. there. If you've got 100,000 rabid fans, mm-hmm. maybe they do deserve a bit is more Melbourne going to be a safe place if Collingwood win? Mm. Richmond supporters nearly tipped a tram over. What are Collingwood supporters going to do? Well, what's going to happen if they lose? Might get the Arts Centre Spire and tip that over or something. We're not. We're tipping them to lose. What's the that? Flinders Street clocks might be removed. What happened when the Eagles beat them in eighteen? Uh, was it was well, drama? It was just for lawn. I remember nineteen ninety. I don't know. I wasn't there in twenty ten, but I remember nineteen ninety. I was at the game. I wrote the match report for the Sunday paper, and um, which was a great privilege. And um, I remember. It was huge. Sorry, what was that? You 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 wrote the match report. Yeah, so you fight summer. over the match report, do you? Oh no, it's just no. You don't fight over it, but you allocated it, which I thought was a great honour. I just thought, oh, is that bit like so when when all the papers write about Murdoch stepping down and everyone wants their byline on that? Probably is that is that the sort of same sort of battle? Probably that's pro- that's what's been happening. I think the um, but it was 1958 since they'd won one, so 1990. It was 32 years, mm. and it was huge at Victoria Park the next day. Uh, I think they buried the collie wobble. So Lou Richards was out there with a shovel, and you know they, they metaphorically buried, symbolically yeah. buried really? the collie wobbles because okay. yeah, they'd lost a lot of ground. Will that final. get raised if they lose this collie wobbles? Co- ah, wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't it's, have thought so. Nah, the, the, you know. I'm oh, torn. I'm torn. I like Fly. I like Fly. You know, I like he's named Chris Fagan too. I like he flies. Named Marty McFly. Da- yeah, he's named after Marty McFly. He liked to crack gags and yeah. do funny things on footy trips. But I really like him. I like their captain. I like the, the Dacos brothers. Lots to like about Brisbane too, but it feels like they're going to. Chris have, Fagan, they're going to go story. down. Good story, good story. Chris yeah, Fagan. the oldest, the oldest coach for grand final coach and non AFL play didn't play VFL AFL. Yeah, so very it, decorated Tasmanian. There's only been four, hasn't there? The coach that weren't hadn't yep. played at the highest level. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I'm sort of torn a bit. Well, let's but let's hold our fire. To, we I know we're both leaning towards Brisbane. Let's hold our fire to Thursday. Things could change. They could. You have been listening to Quarters and Barrow. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any problems. And thank you also to Thirsty Camel Barra. Yes. Look forward to talking to you on Thursday and informing our listeners of our show for the biggest Mm. game of the year. Talk to you then. And we'll talk NRL. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.